me and Dylan this weekend got together to watch an event. And uh, that event was the Conor McGregor uh, Poirier uh, round three fight. The series was 1 1. Conor had beat him early. It was kind of, it was early in Dustin's career. So I don't really know if you can say that it was that definitive. But either way, Conor beat him. And then we went to the second fight, which happened last year, and Poirier won pretty convincingly uh, on that ground and pound kind of style of just mashing Connor when he was on the bottom uh that happened then we go to this third fight and everybody was excited for it because uh, people were saying around the fight world which I was buying into was that Connor was different that he was just in a different head you know space in a different entire you know uh mindset than he was previously where he'd lost uh those fights to Khabib and to Poirier uh before this so there was a lot of hype going into the fight, of course, because it was like, okay, this is either Connor's making a comeback uh, in the fighting world, or uh, you know, the uh, Lafayette Diamond is actually the real deal and should deserve a title fight, and uh, I would guess is the favorite to win it, kind of thing. So that was all happening, and that was all well and good going into the fight. Then we watched the fight, and. It looked like early on Connor was being aggressive, which is what Connor does. He, you know, a lot of people, a lot of criticism around Connor is, is that if the fight goes five rounds, he's going to be struggling. Um, same thing in this fight. He started out aggressive, was landing some great strikes. Uh, he was also landing some heavy kicks. And I mean, heavy kicks like they were. It was so much so that announcers were even like, wow, he's really putting a lot into these kicks. Uh, which getting kicks in early like that can really weaken your opponent's legs uh, standing up later rounds. So it's one of those where maybe that's the strategy he was going for. Maybe he was going for let's pound his legs early. Um, you know, let's basically survive whatever ground, you know, game that he puts him in. If you get once he takes him down, because we, of course, knew that at some point where was going to take him down um, and maybe that was the strategy. Now, in this kick that you see right now on the screen, it seemed like in this kick that Conor McGregor caught, basically, uh, Poirier checked the kick, and when he did, it seemed like Conor didn't land this as smoothly as he should have, I guess is I, I'm not the way that you should say that, but didn't land it as well or correctly as you'd hope, but he also put a ridiculous amount of force into these kicks where uh, missing slightly was not going to be great because... Uh, you know, I've heard people say that, you know, with kicking with kicks like this, um, there's a price to pay for the kicker as well as for the person receiving it. So it's one of those where, you know, it's an interesting strategy, especially because he has really not come out with that type of strategy before, at least as far as I remember. Um, and then something cracked, essentially, is what Poirier said uh, it felt like. And there's actually... Um, which Dylan will put on the screen, but there's a photo of Poirier actually pointing to what he believes is the crack, like when it happens. So you see right here, you can see Poirier pointing to it mid-fight after Connor. So this is right after Connor's completed the kick. It hit him in the the right leg there, uh, and then Connor's left leg, which is back, uh, is the one that was kicked. And when he put it back, uh, Poirier pointed to it, and everybody mid-fight kind of, you know. You know, stuff like that happens. They're talking in the ring. They're pointing at each other. They're, you know, making gestures. It just, it happens. So nobody really batted an eye. Well, then later after the result of the fight, 
um, which we'll see on screen. Um, that the broken leg at the bottom, and that's what I've heard. It's not a broken ankle; it's a broken leg just above oh. the ankle. Um, is what I've heard. Uh, that's that better, right? essentially occurred. At, I'm sorry. That's better or worse? Broken ankle, broken leg. I would assume better because I feel like breaking a leg is a little like breaking a leg versus breaking the joint would be better, I would think. But I'm also not sure because I've done neither. So, you know, either way. But essentially, yes. So then the break happened later and people think that that was weakened by that fracture. And that fracture happened or would have happened probably like a minute, minute and a half into the fight. And then we're talking a full three and a half, four minutes later of Connor basically getting pounded on the ground. And by pounded, I mean, it looked like Poirier was going to finish him in the round two. If they went to the ground in round two and Connor was still standing up, I don't think Connor's getting off the ground after that. I think he's getting beat in that second round. If he goes to the ground uh, early and Poirier continues to just smash him in that ground and pound type of style that he did in the previous fight that ended up winning against Connor. So, uh, yeah, so we can say all we want about the merits of, you know, that. And I will say it's hard because, you know, hindsight 2020, looking at the fight, you want to say that, well, Connor had this fracture and that occurred a minute, minute and a half into the fight. And it obviously took Connor out of his, you know, game plan. You know, obviously you hurt your foot on a kick. You're not going to continue to kick and your, your punches and stuff are not going to be the same power and, Everything's just thrown off, essentially, is what people are saying. There's merits to that argument. I get it. Prayer did look like, though, he was going to outlast him. He took that barrage early on by Connor in the uh, first round and was doing well. And it was one of those where when he got him to the ground, uh, is the ankle really a factor when he gets him to the ground and he's just pounding him from up top? And Connor tried a uh, guillotine choke. Um, People... I heard announcers saying bad things about that or that it was a failed attempt or he shouldn't have tried it, whatever Con- you know, uh, Poirier had gone into him and that's what Connor opted to do. I mean, whatever it's, we could talk merits about that game plan and everything there, but essentially it didn't look good for Connor when he got to the ground because Poirier did exactly what he did in the previous fight, which is he just pounded him and he got on top and Poirier is a black belt in, you know, a couple different jiu-jitsus and is not somebody to mess with when you get on the ground and that's what you saw and so in my opinion looking back at the fight i think overall even if connor was healthy it would have been a steep ask for connor to win that fight because he really would have had to land some significant blows uh in that first round after the supposed fracture and going into the second round early because if he didn't land enough significant blows early in the second round if Dustin got him to the ground again, I think it would have been over if he got him early. So it's one of those where I do think that overall, Dustin Poirier is probably the better fighter. Um, is it sad to see Connor gone from the, you know, the level? Yeah. I wish that he would just step away. I wish he would have stepped away a while ago. Cause I mean, what does the guy do uh, when he's reached the top and won multiple titles and uh, literally is the richest athlete in the world, like just retire and in, enjoy retirement. I get that you want to keep fighting, but it's looking like his prime is past him. And I, you know, it's one of those where people were criticizing him. Like, I get it. You know, losing a fight like that after losing three of four of his last UFC fights, not great. But the thing is, is he's fighting the top of the top, the best of the best. 
you know, Dustin Poirier is the best at his weight class right now in my, you know, or it might be the best at his weight class. So there's merits there too in that argument of, you know, while he's fighting the best of the best, maybe his best days are behind him, but he can still fight at a high level, just not that high of a level. Regardless, the break happened, the stoppage happened at the end of the first round. It was disappointing. We didn't get to see the. I actually kind of feel bad for Poyer because I, like I said, I do think Poyer was going to finish him in the second round, especially if he got him to the ground early. And so for Poyer to kind of not an illegitimate win, because it's not, he, he won and he was winning when the fight was ended or was called. Um, it's unfortunate for him because he doesn't get a definitive, you know, uh, if yeah. he would have won the definitive trilogy fight, then we would move on and it would be like, okay, you know, Connor's best days are behind him. We can move on. But the whole fracture early and the break. And then I guess apparently, and it's documented, so it's not fake. Apparently during Connor's camp in preparation for this, they actually did have where he made a kick and cracked something and they had x-rays done or something like that. And really? they couldn't find anything definitive on the x-rays, but they believe that it was either like a chip or even potentially like a hairline fracture that they couldn't just see on the x-rays, but like something didn't feel right, I guess, in his camp. And so they were just trying to get healthy enough for him to fight. And so maybe that contributed to it. I don't know. I just, like I said, I feel bad for Dustin Poirier because I feel like he was the better fighter in this fight, but I feel like he's getting robbed because it was such an illegitimate, you know, people are going to argue that it was illegitimate because of the injury and, you know, well, Connor wasn't fighting at his best. And it's like, it would have been a steep ask for Connor to, to win that fight anyways and at his best. So I don't know. That's, that's where I'm at with this fight and everything. Uh, you know, I don't know what you think now looking back on it. So my question is how long ago was that apparent fracture in the camp? Is this the first I'm hearing of it? I, I believe it was a few weeks ago. Um, and Kavanaugh, one of his trainers, um, basically said it in an interview uh with a ufc personality i can't remember what her name is um but it was a good interview i guess um but that's when he mentioned that that had occurred which like you know you can say like oh coming out now that's perfect timing kind of thing but also like they're not going to come out with that before the fight like you're not going to say like it's like in hockey where they don't mention that the injury is anywhere specific like they're not going to say hey my ankle's bothering me because then you're going to key on that so you know. yeah no, I just, I was kind of curious of like, um, I mean, not legality of it, but like from the UFC's perspective of having that be a, I don't know, a more likely possibility, I guess. Like I, obviously it seemed like it was checked out and they were comfortable to go through with it. I wouldn't be surprised if there was external pressure to go through with the fight, regardless of uh, his health and everything. So I'm kind of curious about that aspect of it. I'm sure we'll find out more in the future, but um, yeah, I mean, as we were watching the fight, you remember when we were going through watching it, um, it was pretty much like, oh, okay, maybe, hey, if he could stay alive for like 40 more seconds or whatever, he can make it out and he'll be fine. And nobody saw the ankle, at least I didn't see the ankle live until we watched the replay and then he was sitting there and the round was actually over. So it was very much in the moment and it was very, it was very sudden. Um, I, yeah, I think we were just thinking he was going to make it through it. And at least I was saying like, at least make it to two rounds or at least make it through like two to three rounds or whatever. That'd be great. There's more to watch. It seems like the past couple of big fights that have been hyped up, at least the ones that I've seen. And I'm a super, super casual viewer of it. But the ones that I actually take the time to go and watch, 
it's always really disappointing because they always seem to rend, uh, they always seem to end really early. Um, there's injuries like this. There's just something that basically takes the, I don't know, it takes the drama out of it when, you know, you've been hyping up the whole day around it, months, weeks, whatever it's been advertised as, and then it just kind of ends just like that. So kind of a shame to see it that way. Obviously, everyone thought the same, but just that's just my experience as the casual viewer is that um, a lot of these fights really just seem like they end in a snap. And I'm sure there's going to be people to be like saying like, oh, okay, let's make it longer. Let's do whatever it, it takes to make it longer. And, you know, um, if you're going to if you're going to have an outcome that's already predetermined or one you're leaning towards, let's just lean it out or uh, so it's a little bit more entertaining for everybody. But I mean, it was still fun. Like we were talking about the card fights um, that were beforehand were actually pretty good those were kind of fun to see yeah. um so that helped a lot if everything else was terrible and then this happened it would have been a really bad night but still <laughs> a lot of, had a lot of fun i mean a lot of the fights were good it was cool to see greg hardy get embarrassed on tv that was awesome that was probably worth the price of admission um right on its own so. thank god that was crazy too yeah yeah it, <laughs> yeah like i said it's it's one of those where there's so much hype around it and it just it's just it's disappointing because it just is there's not a definitive end like you can't really like do i think that poyer was gonna win yeah i do think that poyer was gonna win but the problem is is that the fight ended in a break by connor so like you know there's questions where it's like well you know connor ended up uh you know hurting his leg early in that fight and he didn't continue his strategy of obviously the leg kicks he was landing and the strikes that he was landing. Well, what if he continued doing that? Would Dustin have taken him to the ground as quickly? You know, would Connor have been better uh, in uh, protecting? Um, you know, that sure. way. There's so many. There's so many what ifs that it's it kind of sucks because it's like, do I think that Connor maybe deserves another fight against Boyer? Like, no, I don't think he does. But the thing is, is you can make an argument that he he should because of the way that this one ended. Like, in my opinion, I think. You know, for McGregor to get another title fight, he's going to have to win a couple fights. Like, he's going to have to beat, like, he should not get a Poirier fight immediately. He should get a couple fights underneath Poirier where he builds his way up to maybe Poirier, where Poirier can get a title shot first. Um, and then, you know, he builds his way up to that. That's fine. If he gets there again based on that route, I'm okay with it and I'll be excited because obviously it means that Connor's back on, you know, back on the grind. And, you know, we're going to get a legitimate fight. But the problem is, is that, you know, with the Hail Mary attempts that Connor's trying to throw right now on Twitter and all this, it's one of those where you're just like, he obviously is trying to get a fourth fight, but like, I don't think he deserves it. But also it's the UFC and it's Conor McGregor and he makes a lot of money for everybody involved. So like he might just get the fight off like automatically. So that's, I mean, that's an interesting discussion too. Um, I think I know what the answer is right off the bat, but do you think they'd make more money if, uh, from the UFC's perspective and everyone else involved, if they went straight to the fourth fight or if they milked out all these other, you know, your comeuppance uh, victories and stuff of him fighting lower level fighters. Now, given there are more fights, there's more things to hype up. Obviously they're at a lower level. I'd be interested to find out if his superstardom is enough to like overcome, you know, lesser fighters or people that they're actually making up that would be very interesting because that would mean he's such a strong media draw that they don't even have yeah. to do this massive fourth fight and they will like assuming he wins through them it's a gamble for sure mm -hmm. but if he's actually able to make more money fighting these lower level fighters because people don't care 
about the level. They're casuals like me who are like, oh, I know that person. I might as well watch it because everyone else is going to be talking about it. And that's an interesting discussion for lots of other sports, but this is a really good example of where that could come into play. Maybe. I'm sure we'll see. So I, a couple things here. So one, I think there's two options that are pretty viable. I think your short-term make money now option is to get the fourth fight. Uh, I would assume Poirier is able to get a title fight next. He should get a title fight next. I don't know if he's going to, but he should. Um, and then at that point, you can advertise it as McGregor versus the champion and Poirier. Uh, and then you can aver- you could throw all the advertising out there about the definitive fight. And like, well, the McGregor last one ver- ended in abruptly and short. This one will be the definitive answer. You know, there's advertising there that could be done. Yeah. And I think you have short-term gains there. I think if you're going for the long-term gains, uh, as well as the safer route, I think you give uh, Poirier the title fight, and I think you give McGregor a couple tune-up fights, not tune-up, but against lower-ranked opponents than Poirier, and build his way up there. Because I think if he ends up winning, you know, let, I, I don't know the rankings right now, but offhand, but let's say he goes and wins uh, against the fifth-ranked fighter, or the, or the sixth-ranked fighter, and then he wins against the third-ranked fighter. You know, if he wins two in a row, then you go in depending on how he wins those two, you go, okay, the old Connor's back. He's on, he's on the up. He's earned the tight. He's earned the right to get, you know, another chance. And then maybe you give him, I don't, I don't know if they'd give him three fights before they made him go to Poirier, but I guess it's based on if Poirier wins the title fight. I did, there's a lot that could happen there, but I think that's the safer route for UFC because I think that they would allow McGregor to build again. Um, and I think he would probably win against lesser opponents because he can still fight at a high level. It just might not be at the highest. But right. if you give him a couple fights below to build his way back up um, and earn the right to get to a title fight or even just a fight against Poirier if Poirier doesn't hold the title, um, then you know you feel a lot better about going into that fourth fight because you go, okay, it wasn't handed to him in a, in just a you know it's the UFC we're gonna make money on its instant fourth fight. It was more of like a we're building it up, we're allowing Connor to make uh, to get it back there. There's a path for him to get there. Um, that's the safer route. I think that's long term money because you can sell because once he wins one or two of those fights, uh, you can sell the next you know two or three of his fights. Yeah. Uh, building up to the you know to the championship fight um or like i said a fourth bout against poyer so there's like i said i have a feeling that unfortunately what's going to happen is is that ufc is going to give poyer a title fight if whether he wins or loses i think if he loses you're going to see mcgregor poyer for ready to go next year same time i think if poyer does get a title fight and wins i think then there's an argument that he shouldn't fight mcgregor next like connor shouldn't get a title shot next so that's that's where i would stand with that i don't you know it's hard they're in a they're definitely ufc is definitely in a hard place because there's going to be a lot of connor fans that are going to want him to fight immediately uh against boyer again um you know obviously citing the illegitimacy of his injury and all that and fun stuff but i think ultimately at the end of the day what the ufc should do to hold up the sport is they should have Poirier get a title fight, and then in the meantime, give a couple tune-up fights where Connor has a path to get back to the top, rather than just handing him the best fight available. You know, I think we can both agree that as long as he doesn't want to be done, he is not going to be done. No, 
if yeah. he wants to fight, he will have the platform. Absolutely. There's Plus, literally he's the richest no athlete in the world. Yeah. He's the richest athlete in the world. He just sold his whiskey for 600 million. He can do what he wants, when he wants, and he could just kick back and relax the rest of his life. But if he wants to genuinely get back in the gym and fight, you know, then he'll keep doing it. I just, like I said, I don't know if he can earn his way back to the level of fighting that he was at before. Otherwise, I think, you know, the end of this peak is, you know, is here. And, uh, you know, the end of his career is here. But I I, I don't know. I mean, UFC's, it's hard because it's like, I feel like the UFC is going to try to milk it for all they can. Oh, yeah. But I just hope that they handle it the right way. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel the same way. I feel that they're not going to let go of what they know that they have. And that's a bunch of people who aren't or who were mostly introduced to the sport by him or as proxy by him in some way. And they absolutely have to milk that in some way. So it'll be interesting to see in the upcoming weeks. I'm sure we'll get injury updates and everything and what they're going to be looking at. And you'll hear a little bit more. But um, obviously, there's that's going to be the biggest news story to follow with it. So. Yep.